0: Never wanted the spotlight, but when Leonard Bernstein hired her in 1966 as the first female musician in the New York Philharmonic, it was inevitable she would become the focus of much interest and fascination. Now 87 years old and recently retired, Oren looks back on a remarkable life and career, insisting that a fuss should not be made, much preferring to play a supporting role to the family, students, friends, and colleagues that surround her. What a wonderful documentary this is. It's a short doc that is being featured at the Doc NYC Film Festival, and we're honored to have with us today the director and niece, uh, that would be Molly O'Brien. Molly, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you, Mike. It's a uh,
0: great to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, as I said to you before we got started, I just love your aunt. She's just such a wonderful personality, and she has embraced this point in her life, she seems so present, so connected. She's got a lot of friends, wonderful people around her. You yourself included. Uh, at what point did you just did you think that she'd be the subject of a documentary film? That that she would want to be <laughs> the, the subject of a documentary
1: film. Well, that's an excellent question, and that makes two of us. Um, I admire her very much and love her very much also, and I'm glad you came away from the film feeling the same. I've wanted to make a film about my Aunt Orin O'Brien for at least 10 years, and I asked her many, many times, and she refused many, many times. Until 2021, when she decided to retire after 55 years in the New York Philharmonic, she finally relented to my pestering her and said yes. So we were off to the races.
0: In terms of those first few days of filming her, did she did she want to back out? Once she was in, was she in? Did she, did she mind that you were, you know, kind of in her in her life uh, with a camera?
1: We approached the filmmaking with the same philosophy that I hope comes through in the film, and that's Oren's sort of philosophy of life, and that's it, as an ensemble. And so we look at Oren, our protagonist, as a collaborator, really, really made very clear to her that if she didn't want to do something, we weren't going to do it. <laughs> So she had veto power and sometimes she used it, yes. But I think she also enjoyed the process as well, reconnecting with old students, playing the double bass with the most wonderful players. You can see uh, her come alive when she's talking about the double bass and when she's playing uh, the double bass. And that's really what we're trying to communicate in the film is how much mastering something in your life this way and then Passing along that mastery to the younger generation um, gives joy and purpose to to someone's life. She was very much involved in in all the decision making.
0: Fantastic, and let's talk about her role as you as you mentioned, double bass in the New York Philharmonic, Leonard Bernstein, part of the whole this whole the way she came in to this prestigious uh, orchestra and and being the first woman, hence the name of the film, the only girl in the orchestra. What is a double bass?
1: A double bass is a classical musical instrument. It's the same as the, the stand-up bass um, that you see in a jazz orchestra as well, or a jazz quartet. It is the floor of the orchestra. It is the rhythm and the heart, the beating heart of an orchestra. And with and you hear Orne in the film talk about without the double bass, without that bass line, everything falls apart. Without that floor underneath, everybody falls down. So it's an incredibly important part of the orchestra, but it's also you know, the underdog of the orchestra, sort of double bass and tuba, they're they're not the soloists. They're part of the ensemble. They're there to rock the rest of the orchestra in mama's arms, so to speak. You know, they they really are the support. And the film explores that, I hope, and communicates how important it is that we have not only double basses that support us in our lives, it's like Aunt Oren support us in our lives, and that we grow into that role as we get older as well.
0: And when you hear it the first time you hear it in the film, It immediately you recognize that sound as something that you've heard in classical music for a long time. And the other thing that distinguishes it from like a stand-up bass you'd see in a jazz ensemble is the bow. Mm -hmm. And and it gives it that that sound, that vibrating kind of resonance uh, to the sound of it. And at one point, I think she describes it as being in the the boiler room of the of a ship and and it's (laughs) and it and the all the chaos around it uh that you provide that support to and uh boy she's good she is so the the to watch her with her students to watch her play just as she would just be playing to for her own practice it is such a beautiful sound and it really does i can imagine this on a in a nice stereo speaker set up if you're watching the film to really feel that 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 uh that sound coming through
1: yeah i can't wait to see it at our premiere on the big screen with with the surround sound and the you know the multi-speakered room at ifc center in in downtown new york i i'm, I'm very excited yeah the, the the double bass is an extremely physical instrument it you know it you, you hold it against your body and it vibrates and Oren sort of claims that she one of the things that's kept her sort of vibrant and young is the fact that she's played the double bass for so long and has felt that vibration against her her body for all for all these years yeah it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful instrument that really. deserves the spotlight in my opinion
0: if you're not in New York City you can be you would have opportunity to watch it online and and all this is available at the docnyc.net film site so hopefully you'll check this out this is another thing. Just in general terms, this is a short documentary film. It's about forty minutes long. I have become such a fan of uh, the mastery of the the short form documentary form format. I've seen so many great films, and this is certainly among them in terms of being able to tell a story, to be able to expand and get it get a a, a certain. A level of comfort or a level of understanding of the subject. And you do this beautifully in this film. And uh, my congratulations on just the the cinema of it as well. Let's talk a little bit about her introduction into the world of music at the New York Philharmonic. and there's there is a little bit about this in the film in terms of the perception of her as a woman in the orchestra. But we'll talk a little bit about that history.
1: Well, I mean, Oren came to New York City when she was 19 years old and, and to study at Juilliard. And she studied with a, a teacher who was part, uh, he was in the double bass section, Frederick uh, Zimmerman of the New York Philharmonic. And she quickly became his best student and he encouraged her to audition. And she said, but there's no women, there's never been a woman in the New York Philharmonic. He said, And he said, I don't care, just do it. And she auditioned and didn't get in. And then she played with the New York City Ballet for years, she was in the pit. My parents used to sit in the pit with her and look up at the ballerinas. <laughs> and um, and then another space opened up across the courtyard. She auditioned again the second time, but she was on the road with the New York Philharmonic and I mean with the New York City Ballet, and she could not practice the orchestral repertoire. So she, she according to her, she tanked. I'm sure that's not t- true, but <laughs> again, she didn't get in. And then she auditioned a third time in 1966. And this time for leonard bernstein himself and somebody in the committee said the girl's the best and somebody else said but we can't hire a girl we don't have any place for her to change there's no oh, room. and leonard bernstein just said i don't care we're, we're, we're hiring the girl, Is what they called her unfortunately then she was off to the races and you know despite her never wanting the spotlight because she was raised by two movie stars who craved that spotlight and suffered from that craving in the second half of their life when they no longer photographed well and couldn't work she really wanted to be in the background but once Leonard Bernstein made her the first woman to ever play with the New York Philharmonic full-time that wasn't possible so they they she was she was in the press a lot as you see in the movie
0: yeah and well one of the things about Aaron O'Brien is the grace, the humility with which she greets life, you can see it in the film, you see it in her relationships and the conversations she has with you and with others as uh, someone who is much more likely to, to point at someone else as being the one you should be paying attention to, but she is such a sweet personality and so self-effacing, and again, as I said, said to you before, so present in her life and so... Engaged with the people that, that she uh, she holds dear, it's just a beautiful personality to her.
1: Thank you. I mean, you know, I think she's spent a lot of her life becoming an expert at something and really, you know, really being one pointed in in her in her focus on the double bass and becoming a master of that craft and. She got to a point pretty early on, actually, decades ago, where she was able to share that mastery of her craft with others. And I think she loves teaching just as much as she loves playing. And she, I think she teaches all of us. We all sometimes feel like, you know, we're in the background and we're falling down and we're not ever going to make it. And she just has that tenacity and perseverance and technique that can carry all of us through whether you're a musician or not you know if you if you become really good at something and you're passionate at, at it and and you're willing to not feel threatened by the generation coming up behind you and you become you become generous and giving and sharing that mastery then you also can can be like Oren and and have a full dance card well into your 80s and live a purposeful and, and fulfilling life
0: i have to know um as director and niece of Oren or what was her reaction to the film? She,
1: she was a little stunned the first time I showed, I've showed it to her a couple of times. Her critiques were all just musical like that, the bass is out of tune there. Let's use a different take. And I always took her direction, you know, when, if, if there's something out of tune, we don't want to include that, but she very much also wanted to support me as a filmmaker and really it gave me the gift of, of of making a film about her. You know, she never wanted to be in the spotlight, but growing up and all the way up until now, I've all, all I I've wanted to do is thrust her into the spotlight. So the film has, it, it contains that tension. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when she watched the film, that tension was there too. Well,
0: yeah. there, you have this conversation during the film. She yes. kept asking you, why are you doing this? <laughs> in the course of making the film, and it sounds like she's still vibrant and still is she i assume she's still teaching yes yeah. yes she's, so still she's staying very engaged yeah. will yes. she be at either one of the screenings
1: she'll be at both yes she'll be at all the
0: more one. reason if you're listening to our conversation you you'll want to you'll want to meet orrin o'brien and um as well as molly o'brien the film was executive produced by earl morris congratulations
1: thank you yes he's a master of his craft as well <laughs> yeah.
0: Congratulations on all of the success with this film and all, as well as being at DocNYC, as well as online. So, docnyc.net to go there and find out how you can watch this. And I look forward to more. I hope you'll come back and join us again sometime, Molly O'Brien.
1: Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that.